Hey, you put your peanut butter next to my chocolate. What a revolting development. On this episode of Watch Bots. Everybody, welcome to Watchbots. This is Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> and I'm here with Shailen Six Shooter. Hello. And old Davy Grapefruits. <laughs> you know me. I love that citrus. Big old grapefruits. Mm-hmm. The big old pear. That's right. Now, I will acknowledge, it's late. And so, I fear... That we may not have time for our usual 35 minutes of banter before we get to the subject of the show. Uh, what will we do? Our audience, I can I can hear the future and they're already weeping. <laughs> so you could feel the numbers going up. That's right. <laughs> That's down. right. Mm-hmm. Numbers always go up. So we're going to, I'm sure we'll, we'll hit our usual nonsense and diversions, but we're going to get right into our show tonight. Boom. And what show is that? The Landmark Show. I'm surprised we haven't talked about it before. The Hanna-Barbera production, Fred and Barney Meet the Thing. A legendary cartoon. <laughs> That's right. An icon, if you will. Mm-hmm. Sure is a thing. The MCU, renowned for bringing characters of all shapes and sizes together. This. This was the panacea of it. Where, where did this come from? What fucking fever dream? Did Hannah or Barbara have there were this like this was a good idea? I'm so excited that you asked. I'm so excited yeah. that you asked. And I got to get this off the bat. First thing, because I don't want people thinking there's going to be a lot of Fred and Barney here. The name of the show is Fred and Barney Meet the Thing, a Hannah Barbera show in which Fred and Barney never meet the thing. And consequently, we will not be discussing Fred and Barney. We were only discussing the thing portion of Fred and Barney meet the thing outside of the first 30 seconds of the show. A national tragedy. That's to right. Be sure. <laughs> this is an hour long, these episodes, by the way. So 30, only an hour? 30 minutes of the new Fred and Barney show, which was the sequel series to the Flintstones, and 30 minutes of Marvel Comics, The Thing. And Dave, you asked how this came together. Mm-hmm. And at this point in the late 70s, Marvel Comics actually owned a lot of the Hanna-Barbera franchises, including the Flintstones. And so huh. it came together. Hanna-Barbera, I, I guess like many media things, passed around more times than an old-timey stag magazine. You know what I mean? <laughs> you get your fill, you move on, you hand it to your friend, they have a crack. It's like that orange VHS that made its way through my, uh, my sophomore class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stallballing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag stallballing. Always a favorite. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but as to why these things came together, I guess I don't really know. We know the Flintstones, right? Classic, you know, sitcom. Never the, heard of. <laughs> the thing 
part of the Marvel property Fantastic Four, things that on the surface wouldn't seem to come together very well. I actually have a theory. Mm -hmm. The thing is essentially a dude made out of rocks. That's correct. That's not a theory. No, no, I'm not done. (laughs) I'm introducing the facts before positing the theory. Okay. Flintstones, bedrock, rocks. And then you have some moron producer who put them together because he didn't know any better. And it's a dumb kid show anyway. So let's put the rock thing with the rock people. And then it's all the rocks. Mm -hmm. That's my theory. It's quite a theory. I thought of that, but I I guess I had hope that somebody wasn't that dumb and just be like, rock, bedrock, cartoon. <laughs> I don't think it's dumb. I think it's lazy. You know, Sheldon, you said it's a dumb kid's show. Uh, I'll, I'll say too, people hate this cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we spend a lot of time talking it's about me. I'm people. bad television shows here on this here internet broadcast. People have written Honest to God articles, which assumedly they get paid money for, where they call it like drivel. And they get real mad about it. <laughs> and I think that's why I love this cartoon. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's a wonderful show. It just, it's, it's one of those shows where the cartoon sucks, but everything around it is just, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Love it. So the Fantastic Four hasn't come up in the MCU as of yet. And so, seeing as that's many people's you know entree into the fine world of Marvel, they may not be familiar with the Fantastic Four. So let me do a little... Little history for you, Shailen. Tell us for about you it. specifically. Thank you. So, Fantastic Four number one came out in the I think it was the late fifties. I probably should have grabbed the year if I was going to do a mock history lesson, but whoops. We'll <laughs> blindly follow you down this path. Generally anyway. considered the start of the main Marvel Comics continuity. So, these characters, the Fantastic Four, have been there from the beginning. In the comics, they are astronauts and test pilots. So, you got Reed Richards who turns... Oh, they're bombarded by cosmic rays and get amazing powers. So you get Reed Richards, who is Mr. Fantastic. He's a stretchy fella. You get Sue Storm, who I think... I mean, like many female characters in the 50s, I'm sure she's like a sexy lab assistant, but she's the invisible woman. (laughs) She ends up marrying Reed. You get Johnny Storm, who is a test pilot. He's a hot shot, and he becomes the human torch, a man who can... Sue's brother? Sue's brother, correct. Portrayed by Chris Evans in the earlier uh, film iterations. And then you've got Ben Grimm. So Ben Grimm is a dude. He's Reed Richards' pal. And he turns into a rock man named The Thing. And The Thing... And he's, he's portrayed by Michael Chiklis. Yes. The, <laughs> the important things. In the Chris Evans Fantastic Four. You know, and I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we brought this up because um, Sue Storm played by Jessica Alba mm-hmm. and Reed Richards played by Yon Grofold. Who? Yeah, he was Yo. also he was also King Arthur in a King Arthur film at one point. Of course he was. Jon Grofold. So the thing is sort of Marvel's original tragic character, and I say that you know kind of laughing, but tragic in the way that comic book characters in the early '60s were. He's got all his good looking pals, and they're famous, and they have these amazing powers, and he's this big orange rock man. Like that's what he is. He's super strong, but he can't not be. The thing. So he's very self-conscious. He's very moody. He dates a blind artist who sees the beauty within. He has a lighthearted feud with the Yancey Street Gang. He's a he's a Brooklyn <laughs> tough guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's Jimmy Durante, maybe? <laughs> Perhaps. So a really interesting character, kind of right from the beginning. But when moving him into this cartoon, the fine folks at Hanna Barbera decided needs to be an orange rock man. 
got to keep the Yancey Street Gang for some reason, but all of the other parts of the character are stripped away. This was a post-Adam West Batman world, hmm. so everything was wacky, probably between like 1967 and 1985. Just everything was weird. Batman was campy as shit. Spider-Man was campy. All these things. It's just like, you got to laugh. But they were campy with like stories that seemed to, uh, gosh, I don't know matter mm-hmm. like, like oh this matter there were, there were there were plots that had like you know some there were the high stakes to mm-hmm. those plots even as campy as they were it was like oh we have to stop the bank from being robbed this was not that it was like the, there there's a banana pie that's been thrown <laughs> there's a half-assed you, scooby-doo um, plot you've <laughs> you've added extra words to the two most important sentences there were stories period no. there was a plot shale and there were stories and plots here let's not be mm. Let's not be a hater. I'm dubious of that no, claim. You're being, you're being reductive. Hanna Barbera had a uh, <laughs> perfect, perfect plan for this show. Now, Shailen, you're being so negative here, and yeah. I think that I'm going to cut you down to size a little bit. Please. I sent this cartoon around for the links around many days ago. Yeah, I waited until today. Shailen waited <laughs> until the day of recording, and did she find a quiet corner? No, she had the cartoon on while she took a shower. So. I'm not even sure that your opinions on this cartoon could be truly verified. <laughs> so you got the steam, you get the sound of the water. You don't even know you, what you saw. Do you have like a, a holder? Yeah. In your in your shower for yeah. your phone? Not in. What? The phone's not in the shower with you, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, that's a hazard. You, you take your phone into the shower? There's like a little holder thing on the on the glass. I put right, it in there. Nah. It's like oh, a little boy. pocket. <laughs> Ten minutes in, and we're uh, we've already digressed. We're learning a lot here. How do you? I didn't know this. What do you Why think do you that little thing on the shower phone? is? That shower thing on the shower. I don't know. The little the little phone holder that's suction cupped to the glass. It doesn't say phone holder, so I wouldn't have known what it was. So that it was for like hairnets or bras or something. Yes, it's a phone sized bra holder. Yeah. Always bringing your bra into the shower. Mm-hmm. That's me. I yeah. mean, they, they, bringing a bra in not really that much more insane than bringing a phone in. But you can see it and hear it when you bring your phone in. I have the phone outside the shower and I hear things okay. Well, but obviously again, not, not enough to watch a cartoon. I was going to say, I'm not trying to watch cartoons in the shower. <laughs> now, do you bring your phone into the shower to you know, make sure it's clean? Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you scrub it. Get the, you, you lift the screen protector off. You get you under do it. Do a little you, loofah. Little yeah, scrub it exactly. Up, exfoliate. Absolutely. Is it the hard loofah or the soft, like, poofy loofah? The poofy loofah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you don't want to scrape the screen. Exactly. When it's getting fuzzy, you can put a little nair on it. You just go straight razor. Down bed. there. Straight razor? Yep. Okay. Okay. Interesting. You know, it's fucking bullshit, because I set up this whole thing about what the Fantastic Four is and the character of Ben Grimm, and now mm-hmm. we're, we get these phone shower revolution Revolutions. I'm not going to call a it a revolution. It's not a revolution. It is not a revolution. Life changing. You're welcome, everyone. Shale and start Jesus. A disaster. Um, so, anyway, we were in this post Batman world, and they changed the character of Ben Grimm to the character of Benji Grimm, an insufferable dweeb <laughs> who, Benji Grimm. depending on where you read on the internet, was either a high school student or a lab assistant in his early 20s. And if you read the show that way, boy, does it come off real creepy. <laughs> yep. Yep. It comes off creepy. But then if you watch another episode, it's just fine because he's not in high school anymore. Yeah, it's it's not clear. It's, it's, yeah, it's he spends a lot of time with some high school kids is the point. But uh, 
How did so Hanna Barbera did Super Friends? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Which had mm-hmm. DC characters. Yes. And then they also had Marvel characters. That's correct. Or Marvel had their characters. Yeah. So how did they let slip through their hands both of these properties? Like these highly successful properties. <laughs> they weren't granted, successful like, then. Yeah. This is not. <laughs> granted, the, it was uh, like 25 years later, but yeah. 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 Oh, man, I would have held on to those for, for dear life. That's how it goes. Just passed around, passed around. So instead of a spaceship and cosmic rays, in this case, Benji is in the lab of one Dr. Harkness when a science experiment goes wrong, which gives him the ability to change into the thing at will by smashing two rings together. And saying a cute little rhyme. Saying a cute little rhyme, which we'll get to. Benji hangs around with Betty, Dr. Harkness's, you know, stereotypically hot daughter. Kelly, the younger sister of Betty? Maybe. 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 Or maybe his younger sister? No, it's it's definitely Kelly Harkness. It is definitely Harkness's daughter. Oh, okay. So okay. Betty and Kelly are sisters. Age difference unclear. You've got Ronald, the rich jerk. And instead of using his amazing powers to fight Dr. Doom or save the world, he instead- Stop robbers. Stop anything. Anything. He instead uses them to bully bullies uh, and help out his friends in the lowest stakes imaginable. Yep. Winning formula, it sounds like. Well-conceived, well-executed. Super exciting stuff. It's exactly what you want to see from your superheroes. Cliche conflicts and low, low stakes. (laughs) Oh, and the rest of the Fantastic Four don't exist here. It is only... It's, it's just him. It's only Benji. A name that when people called me that when I was a kid, I fucking hated it. And it was probably as a result of this show. It wasn't because of the dog movie? Maybe it was the dog movie. Maybe it's because I'm a serious man. You were more of a gentle Ben than a Benji. Exactly, yes. Yeah. There were Fantastic Four cartoons, which were admittedly not great and admittedly didn't quite hit the mark, but had a campiness to them that still stuck to the original story. Mm-hmm. And were, you know, uh, I'll just say better than this. <laughs> uh, so it's just, at it just least, at least weird. some semblance of the comic remained. Yeah. Yeah. So as you might guess, a show combining the Flintstones and a version of the thing didn't go so well. Went for a season. And then in the second season, the show expanded to 90 minutes. And it became renamed Fred and Barney Meet the Schmoo. Uh, there was a third segment called The New Shmoo, which, Shailen, you'll be familiar. Shmoo, of course, is a character from the 40s comic strip Lil Abner. Ah, uh, yes, of <laughs> course. Dave, are you familiar with The Shmoo? That's not the guy with the big green helmet, right? That's not the – that's the great oh, – what's his name? Like the great That's kazoo. the great kazoo, no. Yeah. Uh, who, who, oh, you know what, what I just discovered? I'm going to digress again. Go that ahead. character, the great kazoo from the Flintstones, shows up in the second movie, uh, Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas. Really? Yeah. Whoa. What? Yeah. Go to iTunes, look up Viva Rock Vegas, click the preview thing instead of a trailer. It's like a two minute scene with Wilma, who's played by, oh gosh, I can't remember Elizabeth her name. Perkins? Yeah. Oh, she was, she was, uh, no, she was in the first one. one. Wilma, in, in the second one, it's the woman from Third Rock in the Sun, not Jane, not Jane Curtin. Kristen Johnson. Johnson. Or something. Yeah. And then Fred and Barney roll up, and then the Great Kazoo shows up. And, and he's played by. Acclaimed actor Brian Cox. Uh, you're close. It's actually Alan Cumming, I believe. What? Ooh. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's Alan Cumming. Yeah, so okay. I could be wrong. Anyway, so a schmoo is shaped like a plump bowling pin with stubby legs. 
It has smooth skin, eyebrows, and sparse whiskers, but no arms, nose, or ears. Its feet are short and round, but dexterous. Are you describing a penis? Uh, it does look like a penis, yes. It yeah. looks like a penis <laughs> with, uh, instead of balls, it's just a disc at the bottom. It looks kind of yeah. like an eggplant. So it looks like my penis. Mm-hmm. They also uh, <laughs> reproduce asexually, <laughs> like your penis, and yes. are incredibly prolific. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Multiplying faster than rabbits. Schmoos yep. are delicious to eat and are eager to be eaten. Uh, if, a hu- if a human looks at one hungrily, it will happily immolate itself. That's correct. Uh, let's see. They produce eggs. They have no bones, so there's no waste. Quite so. The point of this is the schmoo was written initially as an allegory for greed. So naturally, when it came to make it into a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, 30 plus years later, they made the schmoo into a Scooby-Doo ripoff. So the new schmoo is uh, a Scooby-Doo ripoff, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> which was the third tri- was part of the, the triangle for the thing and Fred and Barney. Oh, they also, in Fred and Barney Meet the Schmoo, over four weeks, they broadcast the Harlem Globetrotters Meet Snow White. So Okay. All right. It all kind of makes sense. Man, that one makes <laughs> less sense than... The Flintstones meet the thing. We should dedicate a month. And by a month, I mean two episodes now to Scooby-Doo ripoffs. Like you could do the Shmoo. You could do Jabberjaw, <laughs> where mm-hmm. they walk around with a shark, and the shark is like Scooby-Doo. That's pretty fun. I don't know that. Oh, you got to check out Jabberjaw. Oh, that, that's a fun one. Hashtag Jabberjaw. Anyway, so back to the thing, because <laughs> we have to. The shows that we watched here were the thing segments of the first episode. We'll talk about what they are, as always with Hanna-Barbera cartoons, or I guess as sometimes, not as always. I'm sorry I lied. There are no listed writers here. None. So it's a little bit less context for us to go off of. You know what I mean? But I do know that this originally aired on the fine day of September 8th, 1979. I wish I knew what else was going on in the world on that day when this cartoon debuted. Nope. Nope. Pretend you're the thing. I will not. And you're putting two rings together. And then you have to introduce the the bit. No, I can't rhyme. I can't rhyme. <laughs> Can you do? How about just do do a thing rings. voice? Do a thing voice. I really don't want to. Yeah, no, I know, but that's that's the bit. <sighs> Give us some context. Okay, okay, Shannon. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Top movies in the box office, Sherilyn. <laughs> what were they? There was only one listed that week, and it was Alien. Okay. So. It took spots one through ten. I guess, yeah. It was the only movie. <laughs> the default choice. Well, back then, they only showed one movie at a time. It was it was a guaranteed box, right, box right, office right, right. success. Yeah, yeah, it had to be. It had to be. That's Hollywood for you. A couple mm-hmm. of big toys in 1979 was the first year of the Speak and Spell. We had a speak and spell, and we had the math version, too. It was Whoa. gray. What was the math speak and spell I called? I can't. It was... I very sincerely cannot remember, and I'm very frustrated in this moment that I can't. Ad and sad? It, no, it was happy. Blab and ad? <laughs> it's, it's a slant rhyme. Shut up, Shailen. <laughs> subtract and contract? Yes, subtract and contract. Mm-hmm. We also had one of my personal favorites, the Farrah Fawcett Glamour Center, which... oh. Took the idea of the Barbie head with the hair, except it was just Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> and she had a glamour center. Those fucking heads are and so it, and creepy. And it came with a it came with your very own schmoo. Yeah. yeah. 
Do with it as you those, will. those heads are creepy though. Yeah, they're weird. They're weird. Yeah. My sister had like a big Barbie one, and the hair started like kind of falling out. So it had like it, like it was like really patchy, mm-hmm. and it, so it just like it looked very creepy by the like the end of its use. Was it very stressed out? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like makeup is all off, and mm. it started getting like its its cheeks got a little sunk, and it it was yeah, it was just doing anything for a hit. It was it was it was sad, <laughs> living rough. Yeah, it's like the Rancho Relaxo episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, the Rancho Ooh, Relaxo. Man. All right, so we got to get into the show. The opening is pretty crazy. This is the only place where the thing encounters Fred and Barney. He's in the prehistoric age, and then they time travel, and then he saves Fred and Barney from a shark, and then everyone picks the thing up, Fred and Barney and the thing's pals alike, as they get covered in water. And that's how the show starts. That was an eloquent summary. Thank you. You're welcome. Wordsman. Here is the actual bumper opening music. As Dave noted, Hanna-Barbera did Super Friends. It's got a very Super Friends feel to it. Sure does. But I will say, so I'm really down on a lot about this cartoon. The orchestra that did all the music, like it's it's pretty rad music considering oh. like how shitty the cartoon is. It is it's probably because it's recycled Super Friends music. That's that's why you love it. It sounds just like it. It could be, I've bet money that it was the same music. Hmm. I buy it. I would have to examine it a little bit more closely, but came out of the I don't, have, I don't have your musical ear, Shellen. Okay, but <laughs> I would, I would, I would not put it past a cartoon production company that churned out shit like the fucking Scooby Doo Shark clone thing. <laughs> I would not put it past them mm-hmm. to clone Super Friends music. I would like someone to start a blog called the fucking Scooby Doo Shark Clone thing. Yeah. Well, what a blog that would be. I'd read it. Now, Dave, I heard a rumor that you once said that Florida Georgia Line yeah. is better than the Beach Boys. Yeah, that's right. Equivalent in musical style. Is that true? Yeah, that is true. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, I dropped what I was holding. I put my arms out and I said, bring it on, Beach Boy lovers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell you what, John Stamos, if that is your real name. No, no, I was talking about the original group. The the one with John Stamos is actually better than both the original Beach Boys and Florida Georgia Line. No, I meant that John Stamos was a Beach Boys fan. That's how he joined the band. Yeah, but I'm oh, I see I see what you're yeah. saying. But um if we're talking John Stamos from Jesse and the Rippers, that that band trumps them all. Okay. Yeah. Shailen has no response whatsoever. I'm just <laughs> just she was looking down and doing something else. She was Googling John Stamos. I'd given I up on the not... argument. <laughs> Google search, Siri, search uh, uh, nude John Stamos. Shailen's disgusting. It's disgusting. Only in the shower. John Stamos schmoo. (laughs) (laughs) So the first segment of the show, it's called Picnic Panic. And boy, if that doesn't set the scene for your superhero show, I don't know what does. Have mercy. And we open up and you see three teenagers. You see Betty. You see Kelly, who may be 11. She may be 17. I'm not sure. And you see Benji. Now, let me describe this guy. He's got, you know, like shoulder length red hair, sloped shoulders. He walks around. I don't know. Like he's got the weight of the world on him. He's just like this weird ass amble. Mm-hmm. He can't move fast. He has like a shaggy body type and yes. like gait to him, but none of the fun part of shaggy. Mm-hmm. None of the chill. But none of the chin hair. Yeah. He's just like a wet blanket shaggy. <laughs> so. 
I don't, this reference might be too old, but he looks like. I mean, we're talking about fucking little Abner here, Shayla. Like, <laughs> he just, looks like they cartoonified Danny Kay from. Um, I take it back. Porchester? <laughs> yeah, okay. Absolutely. But yeah. I don't know. Danny Kay has a has a bit of a charm to him, and uh, Benji Grimm does does has has nothing. To yeah, him. he's got the except rings. for two rings. Mm-hmm. They cartoonified him and took the charm out. Yeah, but, sucked it right out. Uh, here's the opening dialogue to the Thing cartoon. Wow, what a beautiful day for a picnic! I'll say. But parking isn't going to be any picnic. I hope we can find a spot. Parking isn't going to be. I hope we can find a spot. Ew. So I had to pause and look at the title of the episode, and then I had to fact check and make sure that this was episode one. Mm-hmm. You're watching the show about a superhero meeting the Flintstones, presumably, mm-hmm. based on the title of the, uh, the the Power Hour, Cartoon Power Hour. So a superhero, the thing, very powerful creature and like the first thing you hear is this voice talking about a picnic <laughs> what a lame way to start it was oh my god it was like they could have put anything in the thing's right. place anything mm-hmm. benji Grimm sounds like if you took peewee herman and then tuned him down a half step i was thinking like a thurston howell tuned up to teenager range okay so a peewee herman tuned down a full step to thurston howell range yes mm-hmm. Wait, and then mixed with a Marvin the Martian. Okay, yeah, that works. Classic, classic voices. I'm sure Shannon will tell us all of the information about who voiced these characters. We're just going to keep going, just to make sure that she's prepared for that segment. Now, Fraley, Brad, <laughs> Dave Berger. They're trying to get a parking space, which is a big deal, especially when you get passed by Ronald Radford, who's a dude in a convertible who takes three parking spaces. Now, Ronald Radford is in a convertible. He drives by the three teens. In a cloud of dust. They are covered in the cloud of dust. He's perfectly fine. I don't know. He's got a big gold medallion. He's got a pompadour. I like this guy. I like what he's, he's all about. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fun. Great. At he's first, I thought he was an Parker. asshole. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree with that. He's kind of fun. He um, at first I was like, this guy's a jerk. What a what a real weasel. The next episode, he was he was sort of a, I don't know. He was like the Daphne of the group, maybe a mm-hmm. little more. A little more um, uh, arrogant, but he—he he has. I was like, why are they hanging out with this guy? He's uh, I, I don't understand. He's got him. connections, or, or the, I don't understand them. I, I would, uh, mm-hmm. I understand him more than the, the, mm-hmm. the main three. So, what are these kids going to do? They got no fucking what parking spaces. So, Benji, <laughs> just because he's so rich, he thinks he can do anything. Uh, excuse me. I'll be right back. <laughs> so Smooth Benji just gets out of the car while they're they're in the parking lot, and he runs behind a fence. And here we get the big transformation. Now, you guys know Masters of the Universe. I have the power. Oh yeah, and, and Shira. Yep. Da, 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 da. The the Power Rangers. You know, yeah, morphin time. exactly, exactly. Yeah. This right on par. Ding ring. Do your thing. <laughs> so he says. Thing ring, do your thing, smashes his rings together, and then rocks just fly from somewhere and attach themselves to him. <laughs> well, there's that little like boo sound, which is just goofy as all hell. Yeah. And then they, instead of like clunk, 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 crash, crash, or whatever, it's like these splatter noises. Mm-hmm. It, it just sounds like he's dropping the kids off at a pool. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's awful. It's terrible. Agreed. And I loved it every time he did it. It's good. 
I loved it. It was perfect. It's good because his reasoning, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Yep. The thing, similar. to go for a little spin. <laughs> so he picks up Ronald's car and he just starts spinning him around like a pizza pie and he puts the car down and then picks up the two girls car and puts it in a parking space. And then he turns back into Benji. <laughs> so here, here, the funny thing is so um before he turned in the thing Ron was in he was one car covering three spots. Mm-hmm. And then the thing puts the second car down. Mm-hmm. But he puts that across two spots. Oh, did he? I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Now it's two cars in three spots. He didn't actually quite solve the problem. But then it cut back and the cars were back into their one and two spots. Mm -hmm. Very, very tight editing in this cartoon. I was going to say, the the continuity throughout this cartoon is suspect. Mm -hmm. Sheldon, I just know you're going to tell us who the continuity editor is. I know you've done your research. There's no uh, continuity editor listed, and I actually did look that up. Okay, well, that makes sense. How do you Google all all the information that you need for this episode while you're in the shower? Oh, no. That's a shower stick. I made a note to look it up after the shower. (laughs) Okay. 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 There were many hours after my shower today, you guys. Mm -hmm. There was time to do other things. Mm -hmm. It's the voice acting power shower. (laughs) The voice actors in this episode are not really noteworthy for like these parts of it. Like oh, none of oh, the people you've ever heard. Wait, of. wait, wait. Nope. I, oh, um. Do you, do you want the Sonic the Hedgehog one or the basketball one? The basketball one. Okay. Yeah, welcome to another kick-ass edition of Voice Acting Power Hour. Did you know that these people said some words that also showed up elsewhere for money? Pat Rayley, Dave Berger, and Brad Garrett, they were all present and doing voices. That is the intro for this segment. Voice acting power hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a banger. Wow. <laughs> Haven't heard that in a long time. All right, You now sounded you... so much younger. I know. That was pre-pandemic, baby. Now your voice is all gray and grizzled. <laughs> Before my balls dropped. <laughs> so, real fast. Just dropped. Mm-hmm. Wayne Morton featured in such shows as this what? one that we watched. Okay. Did you, say, did you say Wayne or Wayne? Wayne Morton. I heard Wayne. Mm-hmm. Noel North. Michael Sheehan. The basketball player for the Knicks. Michael Sheehan, the actor? <laughs> Not like the real actor, though. Okay. Like oh, wait, boy. no, from Gremlins. No, it's the same guy. Oh, fuck. They got the guy from Gremlins? Sheehan? Yes. Oh, fuck. Uh, Joe Baker, who did- Joe Don Baker? Joe Don Baker? (laughs) You think you can voice me? Go ahead on. Yeah, like it's all all people that were just kind of kicking around the studio around Hanna-Barbera. That's why I didn't like bring it up because it wasn't important, but you made such a big deal about it that I had to. That's why you didn't bring it up. Mm -hmm. Totally. Uh Uh-huh. Because you were Googling, you got soap all over your phone, your phone broke. I think you're filthy because of that lie you just told. Take that into the shower. We didn't watch, watch the Flintstones part of it, but the Flintstones. No, cast we're not was talking about. Same. We're not talking about the Flintstones. We're not doing it. That's what I'm saying. Well, anyway, let me talk about this timeline real quick. So Benji gets out of the car. He wanders away. He says, "I have to go." He turns into the thing. He wanders up from the fence that Benji went behind. He throws Ronald's car around. He moves the girl's car. He goes back behind the fence. He turns back into Benji. He comes back, and Betty's like, "Well, you weren't helpful." And I thought, "Oh." Oh, they don't know that he's the thing. <laughs> I just I thought know. this was like public knowledge. I thought like, so do they exist in the world, in a world where they 
know the thing exists? Yes. So they know the thing exists. And much later on, he'll call himself a living legend. So they are aware of the thing, but the only two people that share the thing's secret are Dr. Harkness and then Kelly, the younger sister. Younger okay. sister? Maybe. Question mark? Not the brunette. That's correct. The blonde. The blonde. The blonde, okay. the blonde sister. The blonde okay. So anyway, so that's our setup. Now, and I, I went into this cartoon pretty blind. Let me set up the Nancy Street Gang a little bit. In the Fantastic Four comics, they're always just... I wouldn't even call them tertiary characters. They always show Ben Grimm and he's like, oh, the Yancey Street Gang's giving me shit. But it's not like they're a part of the comic. It's like a throwaway joke that never really leads anywhere. It's like a running gag. Yeah. So that yeah. they're like the main antagonist of this show is really wacky. <laughs> yep. And the Yancey Street Gang is a motorcycle gang who I think that they're just high schoolers. I'm pretty Yancey sure they're Street high schoolers. <laughs> They've got like a big tall guy, like a big fat guy. I don't know his name. They got a guy named Stretch who looks like J- Jughead, and then they have Spike who he like he might be a gorilla. Like he's just drawn like a gorilla. It's weird. Yeah, it looks like they just they lifted an illustration off the Planet of the Apes storyboards. Mm-hmm. Like he, he they make no attempt to make him look human. Correct. <laughs> he just he looks like a monster to the point yeah. that I thought maybe he got hit by cosmic rays, but no. I actually had a moment because I didn't know the rest of the context of the cartoon at first. Mm-hmm. I was like, are there like the other Hanna Barbera guys? Or like, like, could Yogi Bear be friends with these people? Is this actually Absolutely. a gorilla who goes to high school with them? Absolutely. Uh, let's make the Anti Street Gang. Deal. Ain't this the day the high school squares have their picnic? Yeah, what a drag. Gold, gold, gold. Well, dumbos, don't you think we ought to go there and liven things up for them, huh? <laughs> I think it's funny that the high school picnic day is such a big deal that these street toughs, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they just know what's going on. <laughs> I, and So, like, this is where the age thing, are they, high, are the Yancey Street Gang in high school? Is Benji in high school? To make the show non-creepy, I'm going to put Benji in high school, and I'm going to say that the Yancey Street Gang, 19, 20. Oh. Okay? Or maybe maybe they they, they failed out of school. I don't know. But they're okay. not that, if they're, they're older, they're not that much older. Maybe they're seniors repeating for okay. like the third time. Okay. Okay. I believe okay. it. Hmm. They're going to the uh, the Centerville picnic grounds, but the sign says Centecville for some reason when they animated it. <laughs> they didn't put the little loop the on script. the R. Centecville makes a lot of sense, but I read Hell's Angels. I know, I know what this gang was going there for. Yeah. <laughs> Stomping. <laughs> Can we rename ourselves the Yancey Street Gang? Sure, why not? All right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Jalen, you you don't you on board with that? Done. Yancey Street right. Gang. I think our Great. existing names of Mister Freeze, Shale and Six Shooter, and Old Davy Grapefruits will still <laughs> apply in this scenario. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> we change very little, except that when we talk about ourselves in a group, we are the Yancey Street Gang. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like Absolutely. it. The best kind of marketing. So, yeah, I'm Davy Grapefruits. <laughs> so one thing about old Benji Grimm, even though he can turn into rock, his heart is not made of rock. It's throbbing with the stirrings, the yearnings. And it's clear that he's got a little crush on old Betty. Betty is down by the dock in a swimsuit. One piece, tasteful. Don't tasteful. worry. Don't worry. And we get this conversation. Uh, well, hi, Betty. Are you here by yourself? I might as well be. Ronald's out there playing with his latest toy. <laughs> it's a dildo. That's what he's playing with. It's a dildo. 
It's a dildo shaman. It's a schmoo. It's a schmoo. It's a schmoo. I just assumed it was a, a it was going to cut to him with uh, like a sexy bimbo. I also thought that. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, come on, sexist cartoon. Let's oh, do that it. would work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. His so, latest toy. I don't know when the jet ski was invented. I'm no history man, except when I need to go on Wikipedia to research things for this show. But this jet ski looks like just. A, like a regular ski with a piece of rope on it and an engine on the back. It, no, it was like it looked like it had like a scooter handle. Yeah, it looked insane. It. <laughs> I would love to have ridden that if it's if it exists. It, it seems like what people in the seventies would have considered space age and cool. And then you look at it and it's like, oh, that must have been a nightmare. <laughs> That's a death trap. It was uh, invented in 1973, okay. and published reports referred to it as the power ski. Okay. Power ski is what my um, nickname was junior year of high school. Because you're Polish. Yeah, I'm part Polish, yes. Or at least I thought so at the time, as it turns out, not true. Power ski. So, or maybe that's part German. I don't know. Whatever. Power ski. It all works. So Ronald comes by in his jet ski and he sprays Betty and then Benji falls in the water. The aspect of these relationships are really strange. The scene kind of, it all fell apart for me. So like, I didn't realize Betty was dating Ron. Or going out with him? I'm not sure she is. I think it's casual. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah. like, it just and then Benji walking to the dock saying, "What are you doing here alone?" or whatever he says. It's like, dude, you just dropped her off. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> how long have you been at this fucking picnic? Well, he expected her to be necking. Oh, but she was all alone. And it was yes, Passionate just necking. as weird that he approached her, Heavy expecting petting. that to be happening. Heavy petting. We love it. We're we're a pro heavy petting show. When I was younger, um, and by younger I mean in college, so this was <laughs> still like really embarrassing. My uh, girlfriend and I, I, I dropped her off and I came home, and my mom was wondering why I was so late. And before I could say anything, she just said, "Well, you necking." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. I didn't know what that meant, uh, but it, like it, I took the context clues and put them together, and I just went, "Oh my god, Jesus, sweet mom. hickeys." Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you, you gotta make a point with your neck with your necking. <laughs> you didn't know what that meant when you were in college? Well no, because I didn't go steady with someone in the fifties. Mm. Like were you calling it necking? No sock ops to be had. I no. knew what it was for I don't know why, but I, I, it was actually cool. part of a lesson when I was in AP history. A lesson? What? It was like <laughs> what? Teenager slang from each each year that we studied, uh-huh. that was like a lesson. Okay. And that like- Did necking, shmoo appear in that lesson? Shmoo was not in the lesson. <laughs> you don't neck a shmoo. No. No, you sure don't. Mm-hmm. You might have you pet it, but, but you like- you can not tuna fish. Some- mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, Benji gets a mouthful of water. I laughed. <laughs> I'm going to make a joke that I won't put on the air. Another difference between- Ben Grimm, the comic character, and Benji Grimm, the cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Grimm. <laughs> and Benji Grimm. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think you put that in the air. It's uh, fun. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So Benji gets knocked in the water somehow. He swims to shore just in time for the Yancey Street gang to arrive. And you know it's a kid's show because they have to have sort of a message here. And uh, good old dweeby Benji, he's not pro-bike. Those guys shouldn't fool around on bikes. They could really get fouled up. Are you kidding? (laughs) 
Yeah, the the not so easy rider. <laughs> they could really get fouled up. Now, Shailen, I want to pause here. Mm. I want to give you a moment to applaud Hanna Barbera for this forward thinking, progressive message. That bikes are dangerous. <laughs> yeah, or bikers. Mm-hmm. They wore helmets. They would have got fouled up, and in fact, did. Hmm. I guess yeah. you're not wrong about that part mm-hmm. of it, but still. Okay. Well, one of the, I think it's Stretch just rides his motorcycle into the water, like all the way up to his neck, and then he just turns around and rides out, and he's fine. So, I don't know. It's sort of weird. <laughs> just no consequence. Lake. I, w- I want to have enough money to buy a car or a, a vehicle to drive into the water and then try to drive it out like a cartoon. That's, that sounds like a, an amazing waste of money that I would love if I were rich. That is incredible, yeah. Put it on the list yeah. for when I win the lottery. We'll make that happen. It's the bucket list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My bucket list. Ben, I know you want to buy a mansion in this island, but um, we have to reserve a little bit of money for Dave's weird cartoon uh, bucket list. <laughs> My bucket list item was to be able to watch a cartoon from 1979 in my shower. And as it turns out, that's a reality today. I don't even need to wait hey, for that. Wow. wow Tomorrow's dreams today. Today. So <laughs> this nefarious biker gang has now infiltrated the picnic. And what do they do? They go and they play baseball. They interrupt a baseball game with kids who did not look like high schoolers by any they measure. They did not. But Lur- I'm going to call this guy Lurch. Lurch pitches the ball to Spike, and Spike hits the ball. And then all of a sudden, you see an old lady. Now, this is Miss Twilly, the school principal. Of course. She's an important character in the canon of the thing here. Let's meet her. <laughs> She loves baseball. Yeah, she loves baseball. She also loves lemon custard pie or key lime pie. What kind of pie was this, Shailen? It was banana cream. Banana cream. The key is fresh bananas, I've heard. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the secret. So she made a pie, and the ball goes in the pie, and she's covered in the pie. And then- Stop saying pie. Benji shows up, and Spike gives him the bat. And for some reason, the home plate on the baseball diamond is turned around. I don't know why that bothered me, but it did. (laughs) Um (laughs) Of all the details to not pay attention to. That bugged me. This also bugged me. Miss Twilly runs to the baseball field, finds Benji with the bat, and says just the most confounding line. I'll see me in your office tomorrow, young man. I'll see me in your office tomorrow, young man. I don't know if that was badly written, badly read, or the idea is that she's that flustered that she can't construct sentences. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Oh, I assumed the first two combined. It was badly written and badly voiced. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, uh, it's still, she was flustered. So maybe it's all of them. Maybe it's all of them. The Venn diagram, a perfect circle. I just got mad that these bikers came (laughs) and like just wrecked so much havoc. They did. You know, on on the boaters and the swimmers and then the baseball players. Like, was anybody... Could anybody have stopped these guys? Was there anybody around to stop these these vile, vile bikers? Not at this point, but we're well on the way. It's awful. These poor people. Because, see, when you interrupt a baseball game with no problems whatsoever, you get hungry. So now the anti-street gang is hungry. And uh-huh. instead of just going to take the food, similar to how they just walked onto the baseball diamond and got what they wanted without a fight, they... They go what might be the worst plan I've ever heard in all my life. Here's the advent. It's just the 
So they're there, Hespa and the hoo hoo ha ha, and so on and so forth. <laughs> it's it, one of my favorite cartoon tropes. It's just like they huddle down and, and whisper their uh, their plans. Sweet nothings. The huddle yeah. giggle whisper. So yes. I'm going to lay this plan bare right here, and then we'll get into the action of it. So they decide that they need to distract all of the high schoolers in order to go steal the food. In order to do this, they need to set up a race between Spike and Ronald. Mm-hmm. Ronald doesn't have a motorcycle, so he gets Lurch's motorcycle. Yep. Lurch notifies Spike that the brakes are broken and that the accelerator sticks, which begs the question of how Lurch got there in the first place, but put that aside. He's a great driver. The the race begins. (laughs) Spike, instead of just going to win the race, which you would think would be clear distraction, says, I'm going to go wait in some bushes and then I'll come out and win. And assumedly, they've sent Ronald to his death. Yep. This is a bad plan. They're going to kill a guy <laughs> for to get some food. Sandwiches. To be fair, <laughs> People he's have been an for asshole less. Parker. Yeah. He's a dick in a parking lot. He's a sh- real schmoo. Why didn't Spike just go and win the race? Like, what, Was he trying to add drama? <laughs> Why did it matter that Ronald... Well, I guess Ronald's bike needed to be broken to get to the actual action of the episode. But it's just it's such a, it's a horrible plan. It's a bad plan. Also, there are there's more than one of them, so why couldn't one just go, oh, everybody look at me while well, they steal the food? It, well, and then you get to the end. It's spoiler alert. Spike loses the race, and then they haven't even started stealing the food yet. So they were they couldn't even do they couldn't execute the plan. <laughs> and what's worse is that the things plan or solution to stop the Yancey Street Gang's plan mm-hmm. is somehow even more ludicrous. Well, he doesn't have a plan. <laughs> Well, his solution to stop their plan. The race begins. Spike hides in some bushes for reasons unknown. Ronald realizes, hey, fuck. Yow, I can't stop. I can't stare. Such emotion. He doesn't try to get off the bike. I can't stop. (laughs) Line of the week. Oh, my God. That's the hashtag line of the week. And I forgot to put that sound effect on the board. So I got to layer that shit in again. (laughs) Yow. (laughs) Yow. Kelly, the blonde sister, heard the plan. Her and Benji get on a motorcycle. No idea whose that was. And they're chasing behind. And then Benji turns into the thing. He immediately catches up to Ronald when he's the thing. Instead of grabbing Ronald off of the bike. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Ronald's going to crash into a tree. Which the, the thing picks up. And then Ronald just continues to coast by. And, and, and then he Ronald just moves the tree instead of grabbing him. <laughs> and then the thing, <laughs> he gets on a motorcycle. He passes by Ronald again. There's another opportunity to stop him because Ronald's going to crash into the face of a mountain because yep. apparently he can't even like turn. There's no steering. It's established through his actions and the, the, his, his statement. It's just like a rolling death trap. He actually says, I can't steer at the beginning. And instead of, again, reaching for Ronald and going like, hey, you big galoot. The thing. <laughs> creates a road through the mountain by punching yes. so that Ronald goes through that no problem and then, then what does he do he keeps doing this keeps going oh the thing of course wearing a motorcycle helmet so Shailen again right. I'll pause if you want to praise these folks for their pro safety message great safety wonderful uh, here's some thing banter me saving that doe headed dingling love it now <laughs> Ronald is is careening towards a cliff and the thing picks up a bridge from another location and puts it down so Ronald can go across. Now, what you don't see 
is that when he moved that bridge, hundreds of cars plunged to their deaths. That's correct. But Ronald was okay. And then finally, Ronald is going toward the Parks Department building. So the thing literally picks the building up. But then Ronald just rides by it. Like, he didn't ride through it. You could just see him riding in front of where it was. So I guess the thing was just trying to be safe. Extra safe. Why didn't they tell him to stop accelerating? Because the accelerator stopped. They they clarified that. Mm. So like once he, he's going, just turn it off. Can't do that. You, you, you Th- can't. That's how. Yeah. No. That's not how motorcycles work. Or, or a controlled roll. Mm. Yeah. There were many options here, but it did get to showcase the thing's favorite abilities of being real strong and saying things. Which spoiler, we'll be coming back to uh, in a little bit here. And and never uh, figuring out exactly how to save Ron. <laughs> Well, Ron, as it turns out, doesn't even need saving because he crosses the finish line, which you know is the finish line because it says, (laughs) this really bugged me, they had a banner up. So they built a banner for this fucking slapdash motorcycle race. The big race. It doesn't even say finish. It says finish line. I don't know why (laughs) the line weirded me out. Also, why did they, the race was just pronounced. Right. As far as you know, maybe the reason it said finish line is because it was left over from a different race. So what was, <laughs> let me ask a, a logic question here. Heaven help me. Think about the race track, right? Mm-hmm. So they start sure. and then they finish. When they start, everybody is there. When they finish, everybody is there. We've established that Ronald could neither accelerate once he was at, you know, terminal velocity, break or steer so how did he get to the finish line since he was going in a straight line and everybody else beat him to the finish line you saw him in a straight line you didn't see all the zigzags he did in between okay do you think he was pulling some road rash maneuvers i think there was some road rashing happening i think maybe at one point there was a loop-de-loop or possibly a figure eight okay i think what you don't see is the motorcycle is always like toward the rear side of the frame like the left side of the frame Mm -hmm. and just just off frame is a whole bunch of people the whole you know the, all the viewers they're skitching okay. they're holding on to the bike okay yeah so the thing had to save not only ronald but all the skitchers is terminal velocity for a school bus for example or a van higher than a a motorcycle like maybe they reached terminal velocity and went faster no no see, because terminal velocity is a is a fine film mm-hmm. maybe starring ray liotta I think it's really good. I believe it's really yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, what weighs more, 100 pounds of feathers or 100 pounds of pennies, Shailen? Really no, that. Those are both 100 pounds. Yeah, that's correct. Now, Dave, I have heard a rumor that yep. you think that classical country star Bonnie Raitt is a mm-hmm. better lyricist than Mac Miller, deceased rapper. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, uh, just look at the staying power of Bonnie's lyrics versus his. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Now, Ronald wins the race. He gets a little smoocheroo from Betty. A little smooch on the cheek, though. So, again, casual. No commitment there. Spike comes up behind, and he's like, I'm going to get you. And it's like, you could have just won the race, and you would have been in the same spot. But neither here nor there. Unimportant. Now, Kelly and Benji notice that the Yancey Street King is stealing the picnic food. So the stakes could not be higher. And here's 15 seconds of stuff that I think encapsulates the show quite well. Those guys never give up. Come on. Wait here. I'll be right back. Um, uh, I mean, the thing will be right out. Oh, mercy me. Well, I'll just make sure nothing happens to this pie. Now, I'll just hide it here in the tent. Oh, boy. <laughs> so wouldn't you know it? <laughs> wouldn't you know it, guys? 
I, I really enjoyed this. <laughs> Veggie, <laughs> Veggie goes. We got a classic pie <laughs> gag, and we're gonna do it again. Veggie goes into the tent to transform. Now the rocks don't fly into the tent, so the rocks. Are, I don't know. They must be metaphysical. Miss Twilly's going into the tent. The thing comes out. They bump into each other. He catches the pie. He puts his rock finger directly into the pie, and then sexually licks it off his thing. Off his thing. His thing finger. <laughs> his finger. His finger. And he goes, "I'm gonna finger blast this pie." <laughs> God damn it, pal. Right, Shannon? But yeah, it's made of schmoo. It's made of fresh bananas. Fresh schmoo. Fresh Shmoo bananas juice. and fresh schmoo. And so he tangles the Yancey Street Gang spikes together. There's a gag where Ronald falls off a bench. All is well. Pretty much the way they started. And that is part one. It's like we got on a bus mm-hmm. at the bus stop and we went in a circle. Nothing really that remarkable happened. And then we got back off at the same bus stop at the end of the route. Sure. Now we're going to go through part two here. Bigfoot meets the thing. And I know, folks, you're all excited about it. But here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. Not a pun. Not on purpose. It's pretty much the same plot. (laughs) (laughs) We start off with the lowest stakes possible. The gang's going skiing. They piss off the Yancey Street Gang, who chases them down. The Yancey Street Gang has a Bad plan, which is then foiled, and then uh, all is well. But the twist is Bigfoot's involved now. Bigfoot is in love. We're going to go through this in warp speed. Warp one or warp fat. Yeah, warp fat to one. So that's warp speed, but not too fast because there's still things we need to talk about. If you guys are down with that. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm buckling in. The title of the episode is The Thing in Bigfoot Meets (laughs) Meets the the Thing. thing. It's good. Starring The Thing. I had mentioned early on that the Bigfoot, that the Bigfoot, Jesus, it's late, that the thing has this sort of self-consciousness. He's sort of self-loathing. He hates that he's this big orange guy. And the cartoon doesn't really explore that, except it kind of does. So here's a couple clips. Sometimes I feel so discouraged. Why? Why? (laughs) Here's another. Because I'm a big nerd. Yuck. What a weird looking creep. Who'd want to look at an orange slab of rock like me? I would. It's got like a geodysmorphia or something. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> the key differences here, of course, uh, one, this is dropped immediately. This is not brought up again, this idea Never. that he's feeling lonely. Nope. Two, he can just put his hands together and then he becomes like a guy again. If he took those rings off, he would never have to be the thing. There's no commitment to it whatsoever. That's, oh, that's true. absolutely right. I didn't even think about that. He could keep them on his fingers and just never say the stupid rhyme. That's true. I wonder about this too, the science of the show. So he puts the rings together and they kind of join up, like puzzle pieces. But when he turns back into Benji, he just puts his rock hands together. Where do the rings go? Yeah, where are they? Are they just under there? They yeah. feel each other? They They're got a part presence? Of it. What happens when he claps as the thing? Well, because the rings are on the uh, other sides of his fingers. So that's mm, no that's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought it was just the, the, the metal on metal. Like it could be the ring, the, the, the bands. Okay. That could be. Uh, the chemical, chemical reaction. So it's just a really weird start to the episode. And then Kelly's like, I like the way you are thing. And my sister thinks you're the tops. And it's just, we have seen up to this point, literally all of Hanna-Barbera's version of the thing. <laughs> it just feels so <laughs> fucking odd. Yeah. It's really strange. Like, why is he sad about being a hero? Especially when his next line is about being the idol of millions. Yeah, being a, a living legend, which he refers to himself as constantly. It's so yeah. hard to be respected and cared about. And for some reason, Benji has... So they're going to go skiing. But he's hanging out in Kelly and Betty's house, 
just in a room yeah that, that's it's like weird it's a giant room it's high ceilinged and dark and like shadowy. It's very strange. It was the seventies man? <laughs> yeah, it was like Vincent Price's castle in the Scooby Doo. <laughs> so Ronald pulls up. They're gonna go to his father's ski chalet, and then the Yancey Street King comes up, and Ronald Uh-oh. Ronald immediately insults them. And then gives them all of the information in the world. And he's like, well, we're going to the North Woods and the ski chalet. And it's just like, ah. Ronald, you dumb dumb. You don't have to. You are not obligated. You have the right to remain silent. And Spike from the Ancy Street Gang is like, well, you're going to run into Bigfoot. And Ronald correctly says that's fucking ludicrous. Not in the world with the thing. That's true. Anything is possible in a world with the thing. Except the existence of the rest of the Fantastic Four. (laughs) That's neither here nor there, though. So Spike gets a, a plan. He's like the Grinch. He gets this evil, devious plan. And he's following them up with the rest of his gang. And he has this box, right? It's it's tied up in string. It looks like a pastry box almost. Uh, and Stretch asks the important question here. I saw you with the box. What was in the box? Uh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? And <laughs> we just know. That it's a big surprise. Uh, we'll find out. It's one that Ronald won't like. I, too, had written something about Gwyneth Paltrow's severed head. What's <laughs> in the box? It wasn't that. Spoiler. The box was labeled a goop. <laughs> Ronald uh, Ronald, and Benji and the girls are skiing. Uh, Benji's never skied before, so Ronald decides to shove him to his death. Yeah, he's, uh, a, he's a good friend, that Ronald. <laughs> Benji is riding down the mountain on one ski. Then he's riding down the mountain on one ski backwards, doing amazingly well. But then the ski, like the the ski mountain, is what I was coming out with. The ski mountain ends in like a, a cliff, and he just falls off a cliff where he's hanging from a branch. Where if he wasn't the thing, Ronald would have literally killed him. Well, I mean, he's not technically dead when he lands in the tree; he's mm-hmm. just dangling. Mm-hmm. So, in theory, a, a tall ladder could have rescued him. I think the push sent him flying, but the fall killed him. Sort of like a. Like that, that line Tom Cruise had in that movie Collateral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like that. Yeah. Tom Cruise movie Collateral. Yep. So Benji turns into the thing. He Why comes is up. the... <laughs> Warp speed one, Shailen. What's the question? He gets caught on his clothes in the tree. Yeah. He, he transforms into the thing. Yeah. The stick is in his flesh. No, he breaks the stick. But the stick shouldn't be attached to him because it was in his clothes. It really no, troubled me. You, um, the what? steam from your shower kind of <laughs> distorted your picture, I think. I have to go with Dave on that one. Mm, I don't think either of you right. Move on. <laughs> Good use of time. Now, the thing. <laughs> it bothered me. <laughs> the thing shows up, of course, and he like he uses his super breath, which he has, to blow Ronald up the mountain. Nobody questions why the thing would be there or why he quickly disappeared, but it is what it is. Let's go to the Chickadee Resort Motel where the Yancey Street Gang's hanging out. They're eating, uh, quote unquote, Desmond's fried chicken, and it's the worst looking fried chicken I've ever seen. It looks awful. Yeah, agreed. It's like, it's too dark. There's weird parts I've never seen in fried chicken. I don't know. It's one of those magic chickens that has the extra limbs. Mm -hmm. I think this was the Flintstones crossover because it looked like the dinosaur like chicken legs. That would be all right. The the, uh, the, the bedrock chicken. I would totally have like that dino rib thing. I think we've talked about this before. Oh my God, yes. What about when they had bone china at McDonald's? Remember that? Keep talking about it, Ben. We talked about it. You said warp one. The stick was in his back. It was in his back. I said warp one, not root one. I said warp one. Warp one. Root one will take you to Saugus 
get you those nice uh, Kowloon Some Kowloons. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Kowloon. Mm-hmm. Shout out Kowloon. The Wong family, et cetera, et cetera. Now, he brings their surprise out of the box, and it's a Bigfoot costume. And Stretch is playing Bigfoot. You want to know why Stretch is playing Bigfoot, Jalen? He's got the... Oh, hey, how come Stretch gets to play Bigfoot? Because I got the biggest feet. <laughs> Good transition. <laughs> you could have got... committed to finishing it up. Or not started. And you just went with <laughs> I the couldn't middle. help myself. <laughs> you went with the middle of the middle. I couldn't guys. help myself and I saw the look on your middle face. Guys. So this Bigfoot fucking costume, it's better than like a Disney World costume. It fits Stretch perfectly as if yep. it was tailored. And it has a face that talks. That moves with his face. Yeah. Right. It shows his emotions. It laughs. The, the costume laughs when he laughs. It's like the haunted mask. I would argue that the costume shows more emotion than he himself does. Wow. That is deep. The things you think about in the shower, right? Hashtag shower thoughts. So they're going to go and they're going to scare the kids. But wouldn't you know it? Bigfoot does exist. And boy, does he. Bigfoot, so lonely. Sensitive. Pretty girl, Bigfoot. That's right. Bigfoot knows how to wolf whistle. And he has got it hard for Stretch, who he sees as a lady Bigfoot, for reasons that are never made clear. Height. Oh, okay. Well, I just imagine Bigfoot's alone. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there's only one. They only talk about the one Sasquatch. You think he's just desperate to latch on? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's and he's been a while. Okay. Or, or ever. It's right? been a while since I saw the girl Sasquatch. <laughs> it's been a while. Since I said the thin blue lines of you know. Anyway, he's a big blue lives matter guy, Shailen. Who is Bigfoot? Aaron Lewis. I know Aaron Lewis from Stan. Uh, I was making a joke. It's been a while. Thank you. Since I watched a cartoon in the shower, it's been a while since I stormed the Capitol. <laughs> Not that long. It's true. Now, the game goes, they scare Ronald. Nobody else sees anything, and they make reference to Ronald eating a lot of junk before bed. But I found myself wondering, what, what was he eating? What do you think Ronald was eating? Popcorn, cotton candy, ice cream, Chinese food. I thought it was a drugs reference, but oh. sure, cot- popcorn and cotton candy will go with that. <laughs> Sweet tarts. No junk before bed, and he just like removes the needle. Undoes the belt o- across his bicep. It just seemed yeah. believable to me. Shailen, huh. this this was the message. This was the motorcycle message from the first episode. And this one's like, no junk food before bed. Exactly. <laughs> now, it's interesting because now these are all teenagers. And uh, assumedly, a lot of hormones flying around. But these teenagers are all in formal pajamas. Not a hint of hanky-panky to be had. I mean. Very wholesome. What you see and what happens when the camera comes. That's true. That's true. Mm. It's filthy. Now, Spike says, there's more to come tomorrow. And you think, okay, well, they've already scared Ronald. Like, what what could possibly be next? And as it turns out, he doesn't really have a second part to this plan. The teenagers get on snowmobiles to go chase down Bigfoot. They run into the Yancey Street gang where Spike's plan comes together. Well, ain't this the guy who didn't believe in Bigfoot? It sure is, Spike. Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of work to get some yucks at the expense of Ronald. <laughs> yep. 
Yep. <laughs> they had to they had to rent that suit, drive up to the that mountains. Very expensive suit. Hang out in trees in hopes that they would take this path up to find them. Like, what if they correctly said, "Oh, these are Bigfoot steps. We don't want to follow these." The Etsy Street Gang would have just been plumb out of luck. Bad planners, big dreamers, though. It's I true. like it. I like it. Yeah. Betty's mad. She says something bizarre. You scared us out of a year's growth. That is an insane thing to be saying. Maybe Especially because a- Benji's growth plate had already closed five years before. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so Bigfoot shows up. He has flowers. There's just this fucking crazy madcap chase. Benji turns into the thing. He throws Ronald down into a tree. Like he rolls him into like a big snowball and throws him into a tree, mm-hmm. which I think is how Sonny Bono got his idea. That's <laughs> alarming. And then <laughs> I think that's how Michael Kennedy got his idea. Deserved. Okay. And then the whole Yancey Street gang is trying to get away from Bigfoot. They get on a ski lift and it's going to break because it's not built for three people. They're on a hill, mind you, a hill of snow. It's a hill. The thing just rolls some more snow down for them to fall into, but there was already a lot of snow. The thing calls himself the living legend a lot. It's it's really terrible. Bigfoot is chasing Stretch. They both run into the thing. Like the thing just stands there and they just run into him like they're fucking blind. And the thing, who, mind you, earlier in the episode was saying how lonely he felt, immediately dashes Bigfoot's emotions by like ripping the hood off of Stretch and being like, Yeah, this this guy's a fucking faker. It's so fucking ridiculous. You just wanted Bigfoot to go to town on stretch. No, but Th- I that's think what I there was a more sensitive way. He could have been nicer. Happen. He could have been. Mm. Nice. He could have yeah. been like, "It's yeah. a dude." The thing is, the thing isn't the fucking asshole in this show. He that's sucks. True. He actively sucks. Worse than Benji, I would say. I agree. Bad characters. So the anti street gang, you know, they've been ruffled. Bigfoot walks away sobbing, and then Kelly has an idea, and this all happens so fast. Kelly starts stuffing the costume full of snow. Yeah. And then Bigfoot is walking, and then you just see a flash of the costume on skis. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, wait, what happened? And I had to rewind it to figure out what, what they had pieced together. Well, they made a sex dummy for Bigfoot. Correct. Yeah. A sex dummy that will surely crumble the second he touches it. But Bigfoot and the real girl. Mm-hmm. A Bigfoot schmoo mm-hmm. for Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And then when he schmoos, that will be the only schmoo that remains. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And here's the ending of the show, which I just, ooh, I loved it. Gee, think. You think he'll like a Bigfoot doll stuffed with snow? Sure. He'll think it's real cool. (laughs) The thing's talking is so slow and labored. Sure. He'll think it's real cool. It's real cool because you know why? Because she stuffed that dummy Full of Christmas snow. That's brisk, baby. We all know that Christmas snow is magic snow, Shannon. <laughs> and that's the beginning of Bigfoot oh, and the real man. girl. Holy shit. It's fucking crazy. This show is insane. Layers. Frosty the Bigfoot. Would you show it to a child? Yeah. Okay. A thousand times, yes. Why? Mm-hmm. Why not? I don't have to answer you. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's a nightmare and it's terrible. Would you, Ben? Yeah. This is so harmless <laughs> and innocuous. It's madcap fun. Would you not show it to a kid because it's too nonsensical? Like, it doesn't make sense? I just feel like there's so many things that you can watch and 
choosing this on purpose is some sort of torture. Plus, it seems like it would lead to nightmares. I know I'm going to have nightmares about it. Okay. That's fair. One to to five schmooze. Shailen. Three and a half. I laugh my ass off. But it's terrible. And then you fell in the shower. It's so slippery in there. (laughs) I gave it, uh, let me see, I'm trying to find my score here. Four out of five. I was going to start with a one. But and, like, and then it got better and better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, "Oh my god, Ben! Like, why the fuck did you pick this?" But then it just kept, <laughs> it just kept going and going, and I was like, "This is very, very good. I love this." The thing looked like a piece of shit, and the cartoon was just as shitty. Mm-hmm. But it's so ludicrous. It was. It's a four out of five for me. Yeah, the show is completely preposterous. It's a. It's a four out of five for me as well. But when you look up this show and just how much people hate this show, and maybe it's just me being. I don't know, reactionary or contrary. And it's like, yeah, it's bad, but what were you expecting? It was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon that was packaged with the Flintstones. Like, get the stick out of your ass. Much like the thing. Like, Benji, get the stick get out the of your stick back. Get the stick out of your back. You yeah. fuckers. Agreed. Sure, it's a bad cartoon. But why is it making you so upset that you have yeah. to write an article about it? So I, I can only presume it's because they've read or otherwise taken in content related to the fantastic four before and this version of the thing sucks i get but ben has also read a lot i like of the fantastic i like fantastic four, four but i'm not yeah. like offended by this god damn you you ruined my childhood it's a one out of five that banana cream pie was offended <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe they're just b- banana cream pie pie fans and they had it mm-hmm. all wrong maybe it's mm-hmm. bad fun fact the thing had a spinoff comic in the 80s and I had issue number one. Oh, and yeah. there was a lesson in there on how to draw the thing. And I drew it on the little cardboard protector. And I had that for many years until my parents threw my comic books away. That took a turn, Ben. I was with you and then you took a turn. You weren't with me when I explained that my parents threw my comics away? That's that's kind of cruel. I mean, I was still with you. It was just, it was a turn. That's all. I would think as a fellow child of a broken home, you would be a little more sensitive to these things. Wait, Shailen's divorced? No. Shailen herself not. is not. <laughs> Yeah. That I've heard, yeah. Let's bring the show home <laughs> with a long game. Two things were established about the thing in this cartoon that I really enjoyed. He was shitty. Ludicrous feats of strength and quips. And I did a little research into the rest of the show. And I want to introduce you to tonight's game. Did the thing do this thing after the thing used his thing rings to become the thing? And it is, as so many of our games are, a this or that variation. Yes. But it's a rapid fire one. I went through and I reviewed the footage of things that the thing may or may not have done through the run of this cartoon. And I'm going to need you to tell me, did this happen or did it not happen? Okay. Easy enough, right? Sure. This is quick. It's easy. I got a lot of these. We'll go until I get tired. I'll keep score. Dave, you lost. Oh, boy. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, Dave. The thing uses his super strength to make playground equipment in seconds, often destroying and rebuilding using the same equipment multiple times. Yes. Yes, that did happen. He makes a like a ladder and a swing set and a clubhouse out of nothing. It's just like he like he tornadoes and then it's just there. Amazing. That's the thing for you. Over and over. Shailen, the thing carried around three elephants and then told them, lunch is on me. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course that happened. Dave, the thing... <laughs> Tricked a lion into biting his hand, thus making the lion break his teeth. But then he puts the lion in a cage and promises it, quote unquote, a new set of chompers. Uh, absolutely. That did, in fact, happen. Shailen? Yes. 
The thing ties up a gorilla named Jojo in a net while saying, I've heard of hog tying, but this is ridiculous. Yes. Now, Shailen, that's a classic mistake because he did, in fact, tie Jojo in a net. But the the quote there, that's that's pure bet. That's no points. Damn it. That's no points. That did not happen on the show. That's 100% right. Yes, that's correct. Whoa. <sighs> now you're learning a little bit more about uh, the, the name of the game here. Dave, the thing yeah. stops a runaway Ferris wheel, puts it back, and repairs it by screwing on the single bolt holding it to the frame while saying, let the good times roll. <laughs> That didn't happen. That did, in fact, happen to the, <laughs> to the word. To the word. Uh, <laughs> I was believing it because I was like, I'm pretty sure they're going to put a bolt through the middle. And then he said that. And I was like, okay. But then the the good times roll just seemed too obvious. <laughs> Shailen, the thing plays one of those hammer strength games at the carnival, and he hits the bell into space where it hits a UFO while screaming, to the moon, Alice. That did not happen. Uh, you're correct. Everything happened except to the moon, Alice. Yeah, that, that was one, where I was at. That's pure bad. That's a point for Shannon. Now, Dave, the thing acted like various animals, including dogs and geese, terrifying real dogs and geese, and then he picked up feathers from terrified geese and flied in defiance of the laws of God. Yes. Unfortunately, no. Uh, th- all that did happen, but the laws of God don't expressly prohibit the thing from flying. That's just the laws of physics. So that's that is fucking, a that, that's bullshit. That's, that's, that's bullshit. No that's no points. You got you got to listen to the context clues here, Shannon. The thing picks up a conveniently placed curvy walkway and attaches it to a broken dam so that the water leaves the dam and then loops back into the dam immediately. Yes, that definitely happened. Yeah, it's actually really disturbing to watch. It, 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 like, when you watch a cartoon, you obviously are putting some logic aside. But when you're just watching these like quick things out of order, that the water just like flowed on a walkway where there were no sides, so there was no like funneling to it. It's just like, oh, this just hurts my head to watch. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Dave, the thing climbs a steel beam while saying, I've always wanted to be a fireman. Next time, keep one foot on the ground. <laughs> um, yeah, that happened. Yeah, that happened to the word. Oh, yeah. man. All right. Uh, Shailen. Yes. <laughs> the thing has a fight with a small robot where they keep pulling down and pushing up a bridge while a big ship comes. Eventually, the thing rips the smokestack off the ship and places it back on and then says, this proud Mary will keep on burning. No. <laughs> he didn't say that, Ben. Uh, you're correct. <laughs> uh, Dave, the thing is on the beach and he picks up a volleyball and hits it hard enough at the Yancey Street Gang that it destroys their motorcycles, but the volleyball does not explode. No. No, that actually does happen. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was thinking it was it was a volleyball or something. That is incorrect. Shailen, the thing swims out to Ronald, who's just standing on a surfboard in the ocean. The thing folds the surfboard around Ronald and then throws him like a dart hundreds of feet to the shoreline. Also, the thing can swim. Yes. That happened. Yes, it did. But it shouldn't have because he should sink because he's made of rock. Dave. Mm-hmm. The thing wears a cowboy hat and blue jeans and speaks with a horse named Princess that is terrified that the thing riding it will cripple and kill him or her. He then gets a bigger horse named Lightning whose legs buckle at the sheer weight of the thing. The thing laughs and the crowd at the rodeo goes wild. Yeah, that 100% happened. Unfortunately, uh, the horse was not named Princess, nor was the other horse named Lightning. True fans would know that Princess was Lisa's horse from Lisa's Pony of The Mm -hmm. Simpsons, and Lightning is the horse from Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. So, No points. (sighs) Shailen, the thing chases a van with Kelly while they're both on pogo sticks. 
No. Yeah, this that did happen. What? The, the, the thing eventually ends up in the sewer. How does the pogo stick not break? <laughs> that's a great question. Are, are we the are we the podcast that's mentioned wild hearts can't be broken the most? <laughs> Probably. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right, we're getting there. We're getting the there. The Yancey Street gang over here talking about the important things. We're currently tied up at five. Dave, the thing stops an elevator with the teens in it and then blasts it to the top floor of a building while shouting, express elevator, one stop to the top. No one yeah. is injured. Yeah, that happened. That is correct. Shailen, the thing tries to swing on a rope with Betty and a bald man. Before swinging, Betty kisses him on the cheek and says, for luck. Thing says, what a revolt in development. No. You're correct. Uh, every, every, everything in that happened except Betty kissing him on the cheek and saying for luck. That is, of course, from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, the thing skateboards uh-huh. up a hill so that he can stop a truck that's already coming down the hill at him. Thing punches the truck and says, welcome to the big orange truck stop. Um, yeah, that absolutely 100% <laughs> happens. It did. That one was really confusing, but it does happen. I was trying to play out the physics of what you had said <laughs> in my head to like see if that would happen in the show. And yeah, yeah. Like the they truck is already coming down a steep hill at him. He didn't need to be. Near. It's it's fun. What are you going to do? He looks like a jacked Mr. Hanky the way they animate him. Yes. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. The animation is very confusing and uh, poor, I would say. Poor. Shailen, mm-hmm. the thing gets arrested for robbing a bank. The handcuffs easily fit around his enormous rock wrists. Yes. Yes, that does happen. Dave. The thing rides a bike and says, Vive la France. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're correct. He does ride a bike. He does not say, Vive la France. <laughs> I do want that to happen. Agreed. But it, no, it did not happen. Okay. We just got a few more here. Shailen, the thing uses a boulder and tree to lift a mountain and says, Those guys are going to need a lift. Yes. Yes, that does happen. Dave, the thing uses an enormous chain as a lasso around a broken boat to fix the boat and says, now that's what I call ship shape. Um, yes. It does happen. It's weird. The boat, it's not like Titanic size, but it's not small, and it, but it has two big like lightning bolt shaped cracks in it. And he just, he, he lasses the whole boat with a single chain. <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> and that was the inspiration for Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> that's what I call a revolt development. Now, Shailen, the thing gives umbrellas to Betty and Kelly as they're standing on a mountain. When Betty points out that it's not raining, Thing responds that it's going to be raining young goyles if we're not careful. Then they ride the open umbrellas to safety. That does not happen. It does not. But what does happen, everything up to it's going to be raining young young goyles if we're not careful is true. What resolves is the Thing walks on a tight rope with one girl on each arm while they have open umbrellas, which seems... For balance. Confusing. Dave. The thing steals a mattress factory and rips off the roof of the mattress factory so that a hot air balloon containing the teenagers bounces off of it and ricochets into the sky. And then he says, dream big, kids. <laughs> um, this is tough. I think it did happen. And, but I do think there was an alternative line that they did not use. Mm-hmm. And it was um, they actually ended up using it for Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman in the um, Punch Drunk Love scene where he just just keeps yelling, fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> I like the outline. It all happened, mm-hmm. except he doesn't say dream big kids. No! You don't have your PhD in thingology. All right, we get two left for each of you. It's tied. Stakes for a tie. They're huge. Shailen, 
The thing disassembles a big metal octopus and uses the legs to whack the head like a baseball while saying, I'm going to show that stunt man a real stunt. Yes. That is correct. That happened. Dave, the thing uses a tree to wedge Ronald's car out of some quicksand or maple syrup or something and says, I'm going to root you out of that sticky stuff. Yep. <laughs> it does happen. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what they're in, but it's weird. Shailen, last chance to rack up some points here. Thing rides a wrecking ball while saying, the living legend is now a real spinner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's real. It sure is. And Dave, here we go. Uh-huh. Thing boogies with the principal. It's unclear whether they make love after the screen fades to black. Uh, that's wrong because it's very clear. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give you a point for that. And now it's a tie. <laughs> that's they, bullshit. They do boogie. And it, and in thinking about it, you could interpret it as it's very clear that they're going to make love. They they sashay all over the floor. That's a watchbots tie. Dave got an extra question. Uh, he started the game and ended the game. Uh, Shailen, the thing. <laughs> uh, you don't have to do this, Ben. I'm just pointing it out. I just needed to point it out. What do you want? I'm I fucking pulled a million things and I'm going to throw them fast. Things. Yeah, things. Anyway, thank you for playing a lively round of did the thing do this thing after the thing uses thing rings to become the thing. We did it. We Thanks did for it. having us. Mission accomplished. Just like George Bush. On to the mailbag. Hi, WatchBots. Summer is in full swing and the celebration of America's birthday nigh. What is your least favorite summer tradition that society says you should participate on? This one isn't signed, but it says... Stop the fireworks. I'm trying to sleep. So it must have been sent by a real fogey. Thanks, fogey. <laughs> so the question is, what is your least favorite summer tradition that society says you should participate in? A question tinged with cynicism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a bit. But I, I don't know. But, but what are... Like, <laughs> what so there's, there's like fireworks and parades? Hot dogs. <laughs> People don't like hot dogs. I'll tell you what my least favorite one is. Yeah, yeah. And the town I grew up in, July 4th festivities every year, they would make all the kids go up in a line, and you would have to get caned by a guy <laughs> in an Uncle Sam costume. Not not a lot, just a few wraps. I thought you had a real answer. <laughs> a few wraps. Like a, a, a across the buttocks or across the back of the thighs? Calves. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Calves. Ooh. Calves. Ooh. Not not great memories. They called it the the stars and stripes, hmm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it was a celebrity that left stripes on the back of your legs. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, it was a local celebrity, like Boston Rob, did it one year from Survivor. <laughs> he did. I was I was nineteen when he did it to me, and I thought, well, when in Rome, right? Yeah, they had the um the two actors that played the brothers from um Boondock Saints do it mm -hmm. the the another year. Uh, every year it's Lenny Bruce. I don't know. Yeah, twenty years running. Lenny Bruce was in um, the last Halloween movie, Halloween Kills. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he gets brutally murdered. Michael Myers just takes all these knives out of a butcher block and just like stabs them into him as he's over a counter. <laughs> and the only thing I could think of was just Lenny Clark. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Wasn't scary. It was poorly done. Shailen, least favorite summer tradition society forces on you? Shorts. Okay. Shorts? I don't like hot weather. And not, <laughs> more than not liking hot weather, 
I don't like it if I wear pants somewhere and people are like, it's so hot. Aren't you hot? I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I despise it. So they're not they're not forcing you to wear pants. They're just asking you, aren't you hot? They're judgmental about my fashion choices and I don't like it. I dress how I want. Hmm. Okay. Also, I also don't like fireworks. So thank you, whoever wrote that question. Mm-hmm. I hate fireworks. They terrify me. Do you fear them? I fear people getting hurt from them. And also, I jump at the noise. Then you have to become what you fear the most. <laughs> you were merely yeah. born in a firework. <laughs> <laughs> you merely adopted the fireworks. You are what you eat for breakfast. Shitty hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot think of any. I, I mean, fireworks are kind of boring. Mm-hmm. But we don't often see them. Oh, you know what I hate? America. You know, yeah. <laughs> having to take my hat off. These fucking liberals. <laughs> I find the 4th of July concert, I find it very boring. Sure. And I don't find it. Um, I think they play the, the same things every year mm-hmm. or in it, or it sounds like it does. Mm-hmm. I don't find it entertaining at all. Except the exception is one year. Star of stage and screen, Brian Stokes Mitchell. Brian Stokes Mitchell. He sang a he sang a new Alan Menken song. The hosts of the show were like so excited that it was this new Menken, and I just I lost my shit. <laughs> it's like watching TRL in two thousand one. Yeah, like, is that BSM singing the new Menken? Oh my mm-hmm. god! So that was the only my only exciting Boston Pops does the fourth uh, see concert. I like the pops, but I hate the commentary trying to watch that show. Like, I think it's the yeah. commentary that really kills it. It's like, show me the orchestra doing the pop music. Right. With the celebrity singers. That's much more interesting mm-hmm. than what any of these people are talking. Like, I don't need you to interview the four-year-old who lives in Brookline who came exactly. out for the fireworks tonight. Sure. Show me the concert. I'm not, I'm not, ins- that's not meant to be an insult to the musicians and the, the you know, the talented artists there. Uh, it's just like, oh my God, why do they have to put... So much pomp and circumstance around this. Just show, just show the concert and the cannons and the 1812 overture. You know that's what it's all about. Amen. All about. Have I told my bad fireworks story on the show? I don't the know. one where you got the ashes in your eyes. No, no, no. The, the real bad fireworks story. Uh, so I'm not a big weed guy, but uh, you know I'll get down with the sticky icky. Sure. And you have when, not told this story. <laughs> when they legalized uh, weed in Massachusetts, uh, I was like, sure, like why not? I, you know, I'll get around. And I vaped way too much, um, <laughs> way too much like medical grade marijuana. And as somebody who came from like just like dirt weed in college, like stuff fucking slaps. Um, <laughs> so there were fireworks in the town Shannon and I used to live in, and we were out on on the front porch, and the fireworks were going on. And then like this fucking big horse fly flew into my face. It was a mosquito. And I lost my mind. I thought I was going insane. <laughs> and I had to like, I just had, I drank like a gallon of water and then like curled up on the couch and just waited for it to pass. <laughs> That's like going from Kool-Aid to cocaine. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. did. Yeah. I did not partake. And yeah, I was I watching. Know, I know. It's not your thing, Shailen. But we, I was watching the fireworks know. and Ben was just Swear. getting progressively more uncomfortable. And I was like, what's going on? What's wrong? And he's like, it's too much. It's too much. It's, and I was like, the fireworks? And then a mosquito flew in front of his face and he went, I have to go inside and very dramatically excused himself. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a cape flourish. It was very dramatic. It was very funny. 
And then I thought the fireworks were boring, so I bailed too. And then I watched a really shitty movie while Ben slept on the couch. Yeah. It was a great celebration. I love that sticky, icky life. You know what I mean? It was a very funny night. Anyway, uh, listeners, we want to hear from you. What what things about the great season of summer do you hate? Hashtag, I hate summer. Hashtag, confounding. Hashtag, <laughs> don't love shorts. Email at watchbotspod.com. I've never felt forced to wear shorts. <laughs> well, then people are a lot more polite around you, Dave. When the man you... comes to your fucking house <laughs> yeah. and he's like, hey, 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 take those long boys off. <laughs> your calves are going to overheat, you idiot. Any opportunity- Why don't you just wear a dress? Aren't you overheating? No, I'm cold. Any opportunity I can take to show off these calves, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. That's not a choice. And they're, and they're mighty calves. Norse god-like calves. Mm-hmm. Now, it's time to wrap up the show with our new segment, Runaway, Steam Train of a Segment, mm-hmm. where I get to talk about things that are important to me. Now, do we get to join in? Did we establish if we join in? I think we got scolded into it last no. time. No. Okay. To see, this is fucking horse shit. I just want to be clear. I'm not trying to, I'm not casting aspersions, Ben, like, like your wife is. Y'all couldn't wait to jump in on week one. Right. And then on week two, I settled. I gave you guys room to come in, and you just sat there. You left me hanging. Because you made us feel bad in week one. It has, through like 100,000 episodes of the show, we trample over each other constantly. And that was no, the don't. one time. <laughs> what do you mean? All anyway. right, so we're going to go, no interruption, Shailen. All right, okay. Ben's going to do his thing. Give me like 15 seconds. Yeah, all right, 15 seconds. You got it. 15, 15 seconds. Count them down. Uninterrupted seconds. Here we go. All it's right. time for a moment of that. We haven't talked I about fast segment. food this week. <laughs> and now is the time it's to really talk about fast food. Taco Bell is testing new items. You guys will know the Doritos that they've used, the Fritos. But what about Taco Bell and Cheez-Its? What? The Taco Bell is making a 16 Cheez-It-sized Cheez-It as a tostada. And they're also going to put Cheez-Its inside the Crunchwrap Supreme. That's even better because then it's fucking Crunchwrap Supreme with the Cheez-It in it. I want that. Yeah. That wasn't 15 seconds. Not even close. 15 seconds is up. You guys may now respond to the Taco Bell cheese. It's controversy. I don't think it's a controversy. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And we should go to Taco Bell now-ish? Now-ish. Oh, it's only in one location in Irvine, California. What? Yeah. Oh, that's a giant tease. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You said it was a controversy? Well, mm-hmm. Why Why is it being deemed as such? Similar to the man coming to my house I, and telling me I... <laughs> Need to wear shorts? You know? (laughs) God, what a disaster. (laughs) What a disaster. I was ready. I was ready. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You sure were. Listen, you opened up that stage. You you set it up for me and Dave. You change things. That's a moment of Ben. The original concept for this week was I was going to spoil Kenobi for people, but I'm not doing that because I'm sensitive. Sensitive man. Excellent series. Highly recommend. No, we're not spoiling Kenobi. I'm not spoiling it. That's where I'm stopping my... my... Maybe people think it's going to be bad. And they... I appreciate they you not spoiling it. Mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet. We'll get on it because the spoiler limitations running out here. Real Look, I'm, fast. I'm, I just wrapped up Loki. Okay. I'm like a year behind on TV. <laughs> That's how it goes. 
And that's it. That's the show. Mission accomplished. High fives, Just everyone. like George Bush. Like you said. That's a Shannon, reference. I need you to sum up your thoughts on the thing using your best the thing voice. No, my th- thing voice is bad. No, it's good. Oh, and- no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. All right, Shannon, if you can't do the thing voice, um, do your Jimmy Damn Durante it. voice. No. You've got a great Jimmy Durante. That's not even true and that you know it. That is very true. It's 100% true. You're always like, hey, Dave, Merry Christmas. There's something about summer that makes everything so magical. Mm-hmm. Kids getting to wear shorts. No one forcing them to. <laughs> well, you'll get a reprieve, but you know what? Get those vocal cords lumbered up because the end of the show is coming real fast, like a freight train, baby. Okay. Dave, what is your favorite thing about the thing in your Benji Grimm voice? Um, my favorite thing about the, the thing was um, the, the, the fantastic voice acting. I liked how he punched things real good and then said things like, that's a rock to you. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to. He was so confident and assertive with his quips. Oh. Mm-hmm. Here's a question that we didn't discuss. Mm. And now we're at the end of the show, so there's no time. Do you think that the thing and Benji shared a mind? Yes. Because the thing was much more funny than Benji. Yes. Interesting. And he was more confident and assertive and boisterous. I yeah. think that the confidence leads to humor. Because he's not afraid of making a bad joke, so mm-hmm. he can focus on making a good joke. Yeah. I think the thing that I thought you were going to bring up, Ben, is why does the thing wear underpants? <laughs> it's a great question. Isn't he just rocks? So, Shalyn, you don't have to sing a song. This week, Ben, sorry, I'm making an exec- executive decision here. Mm-hmm. Shailen, you have to take us out by explaining if the thing has a peen. Okay. And why? Well, we're going to give her a second to think about it. Yep. Because yeah. we get through the, the spiel here. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter, on the gram, mm-hmm. on Facebook, Farmers mm-hmm. Only, at WatchBots Pod. Please subscribe, rate, review, five stars for Davy Grapefruits. Shailen Sweet Tooth, Shailen Six Shooter. This is Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of WatchBots. And Shailen. He wears underpants because he's got a rocky schmoo. What's it look like? <laughs> we need to paste in the, the description that Ben had at the beginning. <laughs> it's like a duck pin bowling pin, but instead of testicles it just has a disc it's made of rock